Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. I can't keep track of what's going on in the championship. We've had long, un, uh, long unbeaten runs that have been ended. Uh, we've had absolute thrashings, uh, potential relegation six-pointers already. Um, so there's a lot for us to discuss outside of Blues. But we will, of course, be looking at Blues' fantastic performance against Bristol City uh, as Blues made it three wins on the spin. Uh, but our injury concerns mounting. Uh, we'll be analysing the scenario uh, and, as always, offering our poorly informed opinions. Uh, but <laughs> before, we go, before we go any further, I must introduce your hosts. Uh, my name is Alex and I'm joined by my always energetic co-host, Joe. Uh, Joe, how are you today? Three wins on the trot. You must be feeling good. I'm absolutely buzzing. At least I was until you just uh, called me poorly informed. Oh, that's and, both uh... of us. I mean, that's both of us. <laughs> <laughs> Not just you, mate. I'm very well informed. Everything is on the nose every time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm really excited about today's episode. So much to cover in a short period of uh, short period of time for us. So, yeah, let's get straight into it. Chuck that jingle in. Yeah, let's get into it. Right, let's get straight into it then. Um, we've just had a quick chat about what order we should do the fixtures in, and Joe feels very strongly we should do the Coventry game first. <laughs> what? I never knew that. I never knew that. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, it didn't go to plan, did it, for the Sky Blues? Their home run uh, was uh, a, a very, very strong home run, home form that's been ended uh, by Swansea City of all people. Um, it was Jamie Patterson and Joel Pirro that were both on target. Uh, as, as the Swans ended Coventry's unbeaten home record in the Championship. I think Blues should take credit for this win, by the way. We? Yeah, Blues. We should take credit for that. We inspired. Because, it, it, yeah, it, Swansea have, have, you know, they came to they came to Birmingham, they thought it was going to be easy, it wasn't, and since then they've had to step their game up, and as yeah. a result, they've got yeah, a bit of a rocket. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy beating Swansea at home. No, it's not. It's not. We Yeah, we've definitely As Coventry found that. out. But for Coventry, it should have been, really. They have had a fantastic home record this season. And I hate to say it, it's been the envy of everyone in the league, really. Um, and uh, they have finally stumbled on, what is it, match week 16? Something like that. Um, or maybe 15? It's, it's, it's pretty pretty far into the season to still be unbeaten at home. Mm. And uh, they have been imperious. And in this game, uh, looking at some of the stats... They were maybe a little bit unlucky to not get something out of the game. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, the Swans took the spoils. They certainly I couldn't did. be happier about it. Yeah, and it's it's a, a tough one for Coventry to take in the sense they've had all this momentum. You felt like when they equalised... Oh, oh that's a pound! Uh, that's a did pound! Did I say it? He just said the word. That's no, I didn't. Pound. I didn't. No, that's the first no, one. no, no. Listen, listen, he's put it in posts. He's put it in. No, I didn't. No, no, I was. No, 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 no. You're not getting away with it that easily. That is a pound in the jar. The first. That's the first time one of us has slipped up. Yes. Anyway, let's get back to it. But I mean, it's 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 this. I can't. You know, Coventry losing at home. It's sent me off my game. It's it's not normal. This. Um, McFadden getting a goal back. Sorry, you felt like mate. It was only going to be 
one-way traffic from that point. They were 2-0 down, then it was 2-1, and they still had, I think these the 27th minute uh, that they got that goal back, Coventry, and you felt with the rest of the game to go, they, they would certainly get something. And the stats, as you say, they, they really do bear that out. It shows you how, how well that they match the side like Swansea, who we know on their day um, are, are a very, very good side at this level. So does this, uh, does this maybe, this is me being really kind to Coventry, maybe. Mm. It, is it, does this, this kind of game highlight just how good they've been this season, where we're talking about a team like Swansea, we're talking about them losing, and we're saying that they should be really disappointed with it. I think that really highlights the that they're the they are the Barnsley of this season. I feel mm. um, no one was expecting it, but they are really they're, they're performing very well uh, consistently, and that's the key. Yeah. I think it's not like every now and again they're putting in a good performance. Every single time they play, they seem to play well, even if they don't get the result. Um, but they didn't get the result, which uh, which maybe they should have. But uh, yeah, I'm very happy mm. that they didn't get the result. <laughs> um, yeah, I've had a look should... at it. I had a look at going to the Coventry game for Blues, by the way, Coventry Blues. Yeah, uh, and I was I was about to buy tickets, uh, but they sold out. Yeah, because we had the allocation lowered from reduced. five thousand to four thousand, yeah. and uh, once the allocation was lowered, they uh, that allocation had been sold out already, which means yeah. uh, quite a few people uh, missed out because they were waiting for the general sale. Yeah. Um, Blues are very well supported um, mm. on the road, which makes it hard. But uh, mm. anyway, I probably shouldn't go. Not with this haircut. I'm probably turning to uh, yeah, Prime Danny Dyer, headbutting some of the commentary. Just from a commentary perspective, you know, I think it's important to bounce back, isn't it? And they've got one game now before the international break. Who have um, they got? Let me have a quick look. They've got Bristol City. So that's something at that's home. A winnable game. So a winnable game to get back on track. And it's all about that bounce back ability, isn't it? There's always going to be setbacks, um, which is why their run at home has been so impressive. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's it's really a matter of just seeing how they bounce back. Swansea, on the other hand, I dare I say it, after the Blues loss, if you if you take the Blues loss out of the equation, or all right, we'll leave it in. The last five leave games, it in. Leave it in. the last five games, they've only lost once, and that was to Birmingham. <laughs> they've won also, the other. They've, on, they've won the upon, other four. Upon reflection in that Birmingham game, first of all, uh, you know we had, Birmingham had a goal disallowed for offside, which was that Hogan goal. It was marginally offside. The angles. The camera angles weren't great on some of the highlights that I've seen. Um, and also there's been, I've seen some Swansea fans claiming that Riley McGree was offside um, for his goal. Um, yeah. I, I, he wasn't, but um, uh, they, of course, they had a couple of opportunities or maybe they should have done better uh, through uh, Oberfemi. Uh, one where he dragged it wide and then the identical one, which he then subsequently scored. So, you know, they weren't poor in the Birmingham game either. No. Um, that should that should be said. Birmingham were just better on the day, as mm. we often are. Mighty mm. mighty Blues, um, but yeah, I think it's uh, I, I, it is important to say that Swansea are doing very well because they had a poor start. They've picked up, yeah. They have picked up similarly to you know not quite in the same vein as the likes of Nottingham Forest, but uh, but it is uh, certainly notable to say that they have picked up a bit of steam. Should we say? Definitely, definitely. They're now up to eleventh place, but only two points behind Stoke in sixth. The playoffs are looking ridiculous. It's so it's tight. It's so tight. It's so tight. You can't... It, like, this Christmas period is basically just going to be throwing a bunch of teams in the mixer and seeing where they come out. 
Yeah, you, know, you could go much. into Christmas at four, 14th. If you don't pick up any injuries, suddenly you'd be coming out in seventh. It's absolutely bizarre. And mm. that is why we love the championship. Talking of bizarre, let's talk about Luton Middlesbrough. Um, <laughs> and the reason I say bizarre is how on earth has Neil Warnock uh, broke the record for games in English football? What a man, what a legend. <laughs> He has lasted a mighty 1,602 games and still going. What a man. However, the Hatters rained on his parade as he travelled to uh, Kenilworth Road and, well, lost. Well, um, actually, that's the bottom line. <laughs> three go- was it three goals in five minutes? It's sort yeah, of like losing... Lisa yeah. were just like, you know what? I don't care if it's a Screw special you. occasion. We're just going to go for it. <laughs> just for five minutes, we'll go for it. <laughs> and let's just let's it. take away the, the, the Neil Warnock game. Middlesbrough were actually quite poor in the game. Um, I think they may have started their post-game celebrations a bit early. Um, a bit hungover. And yet, Luton Town mm. took advantage of it. Mm. it. It Then three goals. And Luton Town were good for the win. You know, I've not really got too much else to say on the game. Um, we are missing out quite a few games from this section because uh, we realise sometimes we ramble on. So, um, but in terms of this game, the reason we've mentioned it really is because of the Warnock record-breaking moment. Do you reckon he'll get a record-breaking card on FIFA? You know, like the where they where they, where <laughs> they, they just stick, it, stick him up top as a really pacey striker. Yeah, I reckon I reckon he'd do a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd take him. Well, now that Heath Chong is injured, I'd take him on the wing. Oh, stick him out there. Yeah, of course. We'll get to that down. injury later in the yeah. show, but. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about the bottom end of the table. Where Middlesbrough could find. I just, I just want to quickly it. say, I'm, just on Middlesbrough, though, I, I feel like they've not really got. This is uh, uh, we know how experienced Neil Warnock is. Middlesbrough are currently 14th. I feel like they middled throughout the season so far. They've been very inconsistent. They they've just lost two on the bounce, won three before that. Um, but they're still <laughs> they're still only four points behind sixth place. They're in I know that's so crazy because because I, I look at Middlesbrough right now. I feel like they're only going in one direction, and that is down. That is yeah. towards the relegation zone, and that's why I mentioned the relegation zone. But um, you know, it takes it will take two good weeks, a couple of fortunate results from other teams, and then winning suddenly they're right in the mix of the promotion playoffs. It's crazy. And that's why you can never get too bogged down. Because you even look at Blues. Yeah. You, know, you look at how poor our run was. You know, hadn't scored in, what, seven games, was it, in a row before the, a before the Swansea game? It was a hell of a long time. And still, only two wins afterwards, or three wins, sorry, afterwards. The Swansea game, the Middlesbrough game, and the Bristol game, which we'll cover later in the show. Yeah. Suddenly, you know what? We're only two points off the of the playoffs, I believe, or maybe even less than that. Maybe a point. What was it three? Uh, we, we're not far off of it, uh, and I think we're eleventh, or no, we're thirteenth on twenty-two 13th, points. Yeah, Sorry. we're three points off. Yeah, uh, off Stoke, uh, Stoke and QPR. So that's fifth and sixth. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. This league. Uh, as for Luton, solid win against a solid Championship team. Uh, yeah, really. They're still what they still are that team where you just don't know who's going to show up. Mm. Um, and unfortunately for Neil Warnock, it was the the Luton Town that we that we enjoy watching that showed up. Um, let's move on to, to to a bit further down the table towards the relegation zone. Yeah. A huge game for Derby County mm. at Oakwell as the bottom two teams faced off in what really is a relegation six pointer. And uh, despite taking an early lead through Bulldog. I believe it was. Uh, Derby County couldn't hold on for the win. 
as uh, Adebayo, Adebayo, I think that's how you say it. Uh, Adeboyeo. Adeboyeo. Adeboyeo is the one at Luton, isn't he? Oh, Adeboyeo. man, I don't know. Oh, it's getting confusing <laughs> now. But uh, Adeboyeo, the, uh, the Barnsley player, levelled on the 39th minute, and then shortly after half-time, Barnsley took the lead through Leia and held out at Oakwell to take the points. Uh, that is a big blow for Derby. That that's 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 one nail in the coffin for me because that's a team that you look at and you think they're going to overtake. And but on the flip side, let's be positive. That is a massive win for Barnsley. They hadn't won in I think what, eight games, maybe maybe even more than that nine. Well, they've, they've um, lost their last. I think they lost their last eight, or was it their last seven? They, they'd lost. They'd lost a hell of a lot of games. Yeah. Um, so and to turn it around, so I in my notes here, I've just written down. Are Derby's is Derby thin squad starting to tire? Is it starting to bear its ruggly head? Ugly, ruggly head, ugly. ugly. Head. Yeah. Um, that uh, that that maybe their squad is too thin to to sustain a uh, a. I'm trying to, a relegation battle, a, a, mm. po- a, a, a successful one, a survival push. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is, I think maybe. Mm, I think you're probably right. Yeah, that's definitely one I of the think, big factors, isn't it? If you what, if you've if anyone has watched any of Derby this season, you would certainly know that they don't play conservative football. They like their 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 high energy, high pressing. Um, um, the, the they play the kind of football in a system that Wayne Rooney loved to have played in. Obviously, that's you know that 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 makes a lot of sense. But as a result, it's it, it, it's going to make them tired. It's going to happen because I can I can almost guarantee you that in training they're they're working on that a lot as well. So maybe this is where the inexperience of manager of managing for from Wayne Rooney's point of view might might start to show it show itself. Yeah, you might be right. I think that there's an element of that, isn't it? It's it's a it's a really tough thing to navigate all these championship fixtures when you've got a small squad. Perhaps a manager with more experience. Um, would handle things differently. We don't know. It's it's a very very difficult it's, it's, situation. It's pu- it is pure speculation, isn't it? And it's a very difficult one. But you you are right. And it's God. Just looking at the table now, it it, it feels already like Derby is starting to be cut adrift slightly. You know, we've got Hull in twenty third on nine points. Barnsley are now above them uh, on in twenty second place on eleven points. Only one point behind Cardiff. So that's all of a sudden Barnsley are looking like they might be able to to get themselves out of out of trouble. But Derby are all the way down in 24th on five points. They feel like they're just slipping behind. This was a game they really couldn't afford to lose, you feel. Absolutely. Um, and and to, to not even get a point out of it after taking the lead. Um, and I'll tell yeah. you what, their next, Barnsley's next game is against Hull City. That's that's huge as well. That's a huge that is, game. And, and, and you, think, you think we'll get on to Cardiff next. We're not covering the Hull City game, but obviously Hull City lost 1-0, mm. uh, I believe. I don't know who to. Maybe was it West Brom? I think. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, And they so they have slipped down to twenty third, um, and and it has kind of cut Derby County away a little bit, um, which is a shame. But um, we'll, we'll have to see how the season progresses. We'll have to see if if they can get a new owner in by January and, uh, and maybe bring in. It would, it, would, it would have to be loan signings because I don't think. They could attract anyone permanently right now because who would want to join a sinking? And the money will be tight as well, yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think if they can get in a few loan signings with this league, you never know. But 
day by day, it's getting worse and worse for Derby County. Yeah, we were feeling some optimism, weren't we? There were all those draws where they looked like they could compete, but you, we were, you do you wonder... You feel some of them draws needed to be turned into, into wins, didn't yeah. you? Really? Yeah, um, maybe that, that, that you, you, when you mentioned, you know, the small squad, maybe the energy levels are starting to drop now and, and they're finding so. it difficult. Yeah, I do um, think so. It's a concern. Think so. Um, it's a concern. It is, but moving on, sticking with the theme of relegation, uh, Cardiff City hosted Queen's Park Rangers, who narrowly beat them. Cardiff looked better, but didn't get anything out of the game. Mm. Um, and they they are now just a point above Barnsley in the uh, in the relegation battle. Um, and a gap has kind of opened up from, you know, Peterborough down, uh, a, a four-point gap from Peterborough to Bristol uh, has opened up. Uh, and the gap from Bristol to Cardiff has opened up quite massively at, at this stage of the season, in my opinion, um, mm. to, uh, to, to seven points. Seven points. Which is huge. You know, when you think, you know, so I think Bristol City up is the chasing pack. Uh, in terms of the uh, in terms of the the promotion playoff places, <laughs> and the crazy thing is that's 19th, and then straight to 20th, <laughs> and you jump into the relegation battle. There's no mid table anymore mm. uh, in the championship. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, what are your thoughts on the Cardiff QPR game, Alex? Yeah, it looked like it looked like it was quite evenly contested. Looking at the stats, you know, it's one of those where Cardiff they've been in such poor form. Um, we know they picked up a draw last time out at Stoke, coming down, coming back from three 0 down, and you felt like that might inspire something. But then to to be beaten um, at home one 0 to be edged out in a game that looked like they really should have got something out of it, it is a concern. It's it's not a good habit. Um, these games are often in the Championship decided by very fine margins, and you need to do everything you can to be on the right side of those. It, it's a tough one to take. Um, I, I, I do worry for Cardiff. They've got to find a way to win a game soon. Um, you can't that, just... that's by, by, by Hucks or by Crux, they need to get three points on the board. Absolutely. Uh, um... it, it, it's, it's not... It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of them things, right, where you just think, if they... If, if it's games like that, as you mentioned, where it's a narrow win, you're at home... Uh, you you just you just need to you need to be a, you need to have that bit in your squad and you look at the Cardiff squad and you think that they should have that with some of the players that they've got to to grind out at least a point out of that at least a point yeah um, from QPR's perspective they should feel they should count themselves extremely lucky to get away with a, with a win from South Wales um, we we we're big fans of QPR aren't we we like the way that they played football so far this season. Yeah, um, but uh, they have started to show signs every now and again of fragility, and uh, it's it's something to maybe keep an eye on with the with the size of the chasing pack. It's certainly something to keep an eye on. Um, potentially, they could be the team that will that will maybe fall off into mid table over the Christmas period. I wouldn't mm. be surprised, um, which would be a shame because they've got some good players. Um, yeah, but I do just think defensively, I just don't think they're good enough. You know, they've got one of the best midfielders in the championship in Stefan Johansson, uh, some of the best creators in Willock, uh, yeah. Elias Chair, and some of the best strikers in Charlie Austin and Lyndon Dykes. And that's before we mentioned Adoma, and that's before Andre Gray, yeah, Andre Gray, and that's before we mentioned yeah. uh, Luke Amos as well, who's just come back from a long term injury as well. 
Um, yeah. They desperately needed this win, I think, QPR. They, they've, been, they've been struggling. You know, they got battered by Fulham 4-1. They edged out Blackburn. Then they lost at Peterborough 2-1. Then they had the draw against Forest. They, they, to get back on track for where they are in the table and where they want to be, they had to get back on track. And, and you, you're absolutely that, right. Continuing Sorry. that poor run that, that they've just had, that kind of little little bump in the road, to consider they're still fifth, Yeah, just goes to highlight how well they started. This That's season. it. That's it. Absolutely. And they need, they need to find a way to sort of build on this, this edging out of Cardiff in what looked like a very tight game. Oh, yeah. Um, they need to use that as a platform, really. If they, if they want to be part of that playoff conversation come the end of Christmas, they really need to get themselves going again um, because, that you, as you say, they could easily slip out and slip down the table. It's very but easily done. On the flip done. side of that conversation, uh, it's, it's the top sides. It, what separates the good sides and the great sides, it's being able to, uh, to get a feeble victory out of a game such as the one in Cardiff. So maybe there's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword when you talk about mm. the performance, because mm. it takes a really good team to perform poorly away from home midweek and still take all three points. Mm-hmm. So um, so maybe maybe a bit of luck, maybe a bit of crit determination. It, it, who knows at this point, but they got, they got the result in the end. Um, but they do need to pick up their performances. I completely agree. Mm. Um, the shock of the no, not the shock of the weekend. Well, I don't not know the shock of the match day, but uh, you know what I'm about to talk about. We're about to talk about Bournemouth versus Preston North End, and Preston North End went to the Vitality and said, "Screw you, cherries," and uh, <laughs> and burst their bubble, as it were, and uh, completely pooping on their parade, winning the game. Bournemouth lose for the first time this season. Alex, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I didn't see this one coming at all. Um, for it to be a side like Preston, who look, they're not a bad side. We, you know, they've been inconsistent this season, lots of draws. Um, but for them to travel to a side like Bournemouth that have been performing the way they have been, it just looked like a foregone conclusion to me. Um, but it, yeah, it, it's a remarkable result. Um, maybe. For Bournemouth, it's one of those blessing in disguise moments where it gives them a bit of a it gives them a, bit of a kick and realizes they can't coast through games. They yeah. can't just have any you old took the team. The words come. out of my mouth there, Alex. Yeah, exactly. And, and and you know, look, Philip Billing still got his goal, so you can still go on about your Yaya Tour. I love Philip Billing. I love Philip Billing. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, I was really really surprised. I think this is my shock of the weekend. I know the next game we're going to talk about. The next fun. game we talk about is a huge shock. And but this for me, like... this for me, I don't know this. This really took, caught me out, caught me by surprise. We'll have to see. I mean, what will really, uh, what will really be the uh, the the kicker, I suppose, if you will, is uh, is if is is to see how they respond as they yep. host Swansea, who obviously we've already covered. I picked up. Yeah. Um, so that will be. I think that will probably be the game to watch over the weekend. We're not going to preview any games other than the Blues game because mm. uh, we we just don't have the time, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, However, let's move on then quickly because uh, I don't think it's going to take too long to cover this game because it's just it's just absolutely mental. Blackburn Rovers hosted uh, Fulham. Yeah, Alex, you want to tell the tell the audience what happened? Uh, it was a pretty nothingy game. Um, a bit boring, wasn't it? Nothing bit, really happened. Bit dull. Just um, <laughs> seven goals. Just seven I can't even goals. pretend. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. When when Fulham are playing like that, and well, I mean to be fair, Black, Blackburn's defender Van Van Heck, whatever he's called, yeah. At two nil, at two nil down, he got himself sent off. For, it was really uh, a challenge on Harry Wilson. Just basically, 
basically uh, fly kicking Harry Wilson yeah. in the face. <laughs> some sort of karate move, <laughs> him flying through the air. And just, I genuinely, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some, if there's a bigger backlash from that, like a, a, a longer term ban, like a mm. five game ban or something. That we've seen that happen before. Yeah. Um, it is. I mean, Mitrovic scored his nineteenth goal of the season so far. <laughs> I felt really. I felt sorry actually for Brereton Diaz. This was supposed to be the battle of the two best strikers oh, in the league yeah. and he, because of the way the game went with the centre-back getting sent off like that at 2-0 down and then the game just opening up for Fulham he, he, Broughton Diaz didn't really get to express himself and it was a real shame because you know we know what he's capable of and this and so this went in as the second largest away win in championship history we haven't said how many goals it was has been yet have we I said seven it was 7-0 7 7-0 it could just just very quickly, Alex. Do you know what the largest away win in the championship was? Eight 0 Eight 0 That was Bournemouth, wasn't it? A blue. Bournemouth beating Birmingham City. Yeah, I was there, man. I remember. I remember it well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's actually oh. well. That eight 0 is actually the joint largest uh, win, let alone away win. That was another another eight 0 um, I, can't, I, I did look it up, but I didn't write Could have done with a 9 0, really, just so that we don't have that joint record against yeah, us. Could have been getting a couple more goals. Pathetic, Fulham. Pathetic. Absolutely. Well, it was a boring game, as we said. Um, yeah, I've not really got too much else to say on that. I think it's, for me, that's just an anomaly. I, don't, I can't see Blackburn ever performing that poorly again. Yeah. Fulham turn up on the day and we're just absolutely ruthless. Well, Blackburn um, have been all right, but it, uh, yeah, it's wiped, it's wiped out their goal difference. They're now on zero. Yeah, that's mental. Um, that they're only a point ahead of Blues. <laughs> I know it's crazy. The season is unraveling. It's it's absolutely mental. And watch, Blues were overtaken. We're going to sign Brereton Diaz in January, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna look second half of the season. We're doing a title charge. That's a meme in it from someone somewhere. Oh, no, uh, we're not going to do a title charge, unfortunately. But I do want to quickly talk about the goalkeeping situation at Fulham. Uh, this may not be something that you would have expected me to bring up, but uh, Rodak has been keeping Paolo Gazaniga out of the side and uh, there's no injury to Gazaniga, no suspension. He's, he continues to be on the bench. He was brought in on a free, fair play, from, from Tottenham Hotspur as he was he was the backup, but then Tottenham brought in Joe Hart and then released him and then they released Joe Hart and brought in someone on loan. Um, anyway... Paolo Gazaniga, who was meant to be like the best goalkeeper in the championship. And I said that even uh, at the start of the season because I, I, I held him in high regard as someone who has a fondness for Tottenham Hotspur. Rodak is keeping him at the side. I just I just wanted to bring that to people's attention. It's something that I it thought is interesting. Is it it shows the embarrassment of riches they've got at that side. That, if that doesn't show you how much quality they've got, you know, they've got two key keepers there that could both be first teamers at some Premier League clubs really yeah I reckon I reckon you know Paolo Gazaniga would would certainly get into uh, some Premier League clubs I think as, oh, Gazaniga's just nice to have around because he's a handsome chap anyway it's nice to have a, it's nice to have a handsome he's chap pretty, around yeah, he's, he's pretty to awesome. model the kits sell a few more kits <laughs> you know things like that I don't know how many goalkeeper kits they're selling over uh, Waitrose <laughs> FC but uh, <laughs> that's what I like to call Fulham uh, I remember seeing a thing I think everyone saw it. it was a meme where like you go to a football game, right? You go to, uh, what do you get to eat? You get a pie or something, right? Yeah. It, it was a, uh, it was a Fulham fan at Craven Cottage who had taken a flask of tea and a Victoria sponge cake. Oh, lovely. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> afternoon tea at Craven Cottage. It was absolutely delightful. Um, yeah, I just find that absolutely hilarious. I can't take Fulham fans seriously. They're honest. a bit of a different sort, aren't they? The Fulham, they are. I know a Fulham fan and he's, oh, yeah. he's a, he's a lovely chap to be honest. Mm. 
But um, I just can't take Fulham fans like as a group seriously. Anyway, anything else to say on the? I was just going to quickly talk about how tight it, it, it is sort of getting at the top. Maybe maybe not tight, but Bournemouth obviously with that last yeah, thirty-seven points in first place, it? it has Fulham are only two points behind them for that top. That's, spot. that's that insurance points that, that that we were talking about. You know, mm-hmm. they they had they build up that gap. Um, kind of, it's an insurance policy. If you have a bad week, you're still top. But yeah. that is that's it now. You've got to perform again. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed that West Brom are four points behind Fulham um, in third. It's they need to find. We we were we weren't sure about West Brom a, a few weeks ago. I remember us discussing that they might not have that level of depth um, that Fulham certainly Fulham have, and maybe Bournemouth. So it's it's an interesting one seeing what goes on with West Brom. Um, but yeah, those very, three just, are starting to pull away a little bit. Just very quickly, just want to have a look at some of the games coming up on the weekend. Yeah. We're not going to preview any in particular, but um, Fulham. Travel to Peterborough, which I think, um, you know, that that means that really, on paper, you'd assume that another seven nil. Yeah, the well, the well, you'd assume that in that case, the Bournemouth need a result. Yeah, um, against Swansea, uh, I think Blackball QPR is a game to keep an eye on. That's the late game on Saturday. Yeah, um, Luton Town Stoke should be a pretty fun game to watch as well. And I actually think that one of the best games to watch this weekend will be Birmingham Reading. Mm. Um, I think that will be a, a feisty game. Yeah, I mean, uh, but we'll preview yeah. that in a minute. We'll yeah, I was going to say we can get into a bit more detail on that one. But I think you, you, for me, the most interesting game that you already mentioned is Barnsley Hull. Um, yeah, Barnsley Hull, absolutely. Just because of the, how that Huge. transforms the the, picture. the implications in the relegation battle for that is it's another six pointer. Mm. it's lucky for Barnsley in a way they've had those two fixtures they can get a win over Hull which may well take them out of the relegation zone and probably will um, they'll have those two games just before the international break and then that gives them two weeks to sort of really consolidate and to work yeah, on to, to, to reevaluate themselves yeah really, to so that, that's it's quite a, you know if they can get the win over Hull which is not a foregone conclusion it's of not where is it is it, uh, is it at, is it at, it's at Barnsley it's at Oakwell, is that, is that, is that Oakwell? yeah so, so that's uh, that's They'll they'll be looking at that game and they'll be thinking that's a must that's another must win game. It could be a vital week in their season. Then they might look back it at could. those two results and they think, Blimey. yeah, the Derby win and then if it, then yeah. the Hull City result. Yeah, so that's that, that's, really that's one to keep an eye on for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, if if we've got nothing else to talk about in this section, we can wrap this bit up and then we can move on to the Blues mm. section. Unless you've got anything to add, Joe. Uh, just on Barnsley again, just very quickly. Yeah. Their, their first game after the international break is Fulham. So let's uh, yeah. That's, that's going <laughs> to be fun need for them. to win. Absolutely, they do. They My need to worry about their goal difference as well. Make sure you don't get oh, battered God, seven nil. That will be that. That will be most teams' uh, approach, I reckon, against Fulham. Just let's just you know, damage limitation. We only conceded four against them, and we scored a goal. And that shows how bloody brilliant we are. I reckon. Pretty good, aren't we? We're pretty good. We're pretty bloody good. <laughs> We're going to win the league. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> carried away uh, now. It's all gravy, baby. <laughs> right. Let's, uh, let's move on. Let's get to uh, right. Yeah, we're at, we're going to finish this section of the show, and we'll be back very shortly with our analysis of Birmingham City Football do, Club. Do do the jingle. Hello, and welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast. And it's time for our favourite part of the show. Well, when Blues win anyway. It's our oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a third win on the spin for Birmingham City as they beat Bristol City 
3-0. A resurgent Birmingham City made it three wins in as many games as they comfortably brushed aside Bristol City. Lee Bowyer's Blues went ahead on 14 minutes with a huge slice of good fortune, as on his 23rd birthday, Riley McGree netted his second goal in successive championship home games. Uh, He was allowed to shoot in space from 25 yards out. Uh, The Australian international McGree's left foot strike was not the most powerful of efforts, but it struck the knee of visiting defender Thomas Callas. Completely wrong-footing goalkeeper Dan Bentley and ended up in the other corner. It's quite Blues. funny watching that goal. Uh, mate, you, watching, the way it, Dan, man. watching the way Bentley kind of just like knew the, the moment it came off his defender, just knew it was going in. It's he just, just like sat lying there on the floor and was like, <laughs> Resigned to his fate, yeah. But there's this positivity that I like from McGree there. He thinks, I've got a bit of space, I'm going to have a bloody pop. Just, you know, we need to find a way to get him in. It's that confidence to just end. have a go, isn't it? We need yeah. to find a way to have him to at least the end of the season, if not permanently. Well, we, can, we, we'll, we need to we'll we cover that discuss in a bit. that, definitely, yeah. Um, Blues took until the 67th minute to double their lead uh, when, from a long punt forward from keeper Sarkic and a headed flick on from skipper Troy Deeney, Scott Hogan ran on to guide home an angled left foot finish. This is probably my favourite goal of the three, simply because I think it's a really well, uh, it's a well-placed ball from Sarkic. He's put it right into an area where we know Troy, who's a strong lad, he can bully the centre-back. The, the flick on from Deeney is so good. And oh, that's already what I making the run. Say. That Troy Deeney flick on, because it came, because he anticipated that the defender was going to misjudge the header and it came down. So he would have seen it quite late as well afterwards. Yeah. And he just, he just puts it into an area and the run from Hogan, as you, as you're about to mention, yeah, was it's, perfectly right. Hogan's already timely. sort of, it's, it's a training ground move is what it looked like because Hogan is already sort of moving the moment that Sarkic has kicked the ball and he's moving into a space, sort of arching his run slightly. So that when Troy wins that header and flicks it on, and it's, a, it's a, as we've said, it's a great flick. It's, a, it's perfectly into Hogan's path. Absolutely. Um, and Hogan just can take it in his stride. And he didn't rush it. He didn't panic. He just gently placed the ball. That's all you needed to do. You know, there's no need to go for power. With his left foot, he sort of rolled it in. And um, yeah, I think that was probably the most satisfying of the goals for me. Um, but there was a third goal. It was Jordan Graham's short. What? We've got three goals. Right-wing cross. <laughs> third goal. It was Jordan Graham's cross uh, that found Gary Gardner, um, who uh, found the third goal with a powerful header. Um, so, yeah, Blues climbed to 13th within two points of the playoffs, although this was before the other games were played. This match, this match report is out of date. We're actually three points behind, aren't we? Um, yeah, three points. Yeah, yeah three points. Um, yeah, so and the Robins dropped down to 18th with their fourth defeat in five games. Um, where to start there? I mean, we've talked about the goals a little bit already. We I start, thought Gary Gardner had a good game as well. I should mention yep. he got his goal, of course, but he was quite powerful and those late runs into the box. We, there's definitely we, an extra weapon we there. Start, I, think, I think the place to start is with the best player in the championship, and that is, of course, Jordan Graham. Um, what a player. What a man. He's been so good, though, hasn't he? He has been phenomenal. Right on that on that uh, on that right hand side, he covers back to to almost to be a fullback, mm. doing doing the hard defensive work. But he gets forward. Do you know what, Maxime Collin? Who? I was going to say, just Collin get back in at, the, at this. I point don't because, think he does. Graham's got. I back. love I love Maxime Collin. I love him. As we, <laughs> I as, know you do. As your WhatsApp picture at the moment. He is my WhatsApp picture at the moment. <laughs> I I love him. He's my dream guest. But it's going to be tough for him to. And I don't think right now would be the only thing I would say is when Colin does come back, maybe that would be the whole Tahith Chong move Jordan Graham up to where Tahith Chong likes to play. That yeah, maybe, maybe. Role. that would maybe be the cover. Um, that and I only just thought of that on the spot right there and then. Mm. Um, 
but I, I think that oh Jordan Graham, what a man. Um, I saw that, stats the other day. I think this is um, from the, the previous game that we won at Middlesbrough. He had the most interceptions or most tackles or something. So he's doing the defensive side, but his, his crossing ability is so good. Oh, and this is where like Duke's barely played as well. I was, gonna, I was about, I was just about, imagine like there'll be a game because it will happen eventually. We're not yeah. stupid. We're going to be a goal down at some point. Like, look, Chuck Dukey and Deeney up top and just get Graham to just pummel balls in the box. So, One of them was so good. One of them will stick, and it's 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 with his with his ability crossing, and Mark Roberts's ability from long throws. We're we're set up to just be that absolute. I was about to say a naughty word to be the absolute like just 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 to, just a really annoyed defense. Very it's physical. Really, we can make yeah, the game the, really yeah. like you know exactly what word I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just it's. It's so refreshing to, to be so positive about Blues. Yeah. Um, we should quickly talk about Bristol City. Mm-hmm. Um, they were poor. Yeah. Is the only way to put it. They were really poor. The, and the score the scoreline reflected the game. You know, it, Blues ran away with it. Three shots on target, three goals, but 10 shots total, I think it was. Um, Bentley obviously didn't make a save. Um, it was just, it, it's so, it was so nice to see. Uh, I was actually working at the time and I had the game on my phone behind the bar and people were getting very, <laughs> very confused when I kept celebrating because uh, the Champions League was on or whatever. And I was just watching Birmingham um, <laughs> Bristol on my phone. Um, it, it, it's, I've got nothing. I, I, I'm lost for words, actually, at the moment. Alex, what do you think? Well, I, I, sorry, just on Bristol City, what was interesting was after the game, the, the comments from Nigel Pearson saying that, you know, um, that they were too soft. We're an easy touch when teams ask questions of us. The players need to man up, is what he said. <laughs> and we're the kind of team that, that are like that. Though. We're very physical, as we say. We yeah, like really. to sort of make the game difficult for defenders. When you've got Deeney playing the way he is at the moment, where he'll bully centre-backs and he'll get those clever little flicks and, and bits of hold-up play, you, the teams need to be able to deal with that physicality. And, and you know, if, if they've got that weakness, that softness to them, then... We're the type yeah. of team that will exploit it. So it was, you know, all in all, it's, it's been a fantastic few weeks. Um, uh, it has. It's, and it's been a fantastic few days for no one more than Jordan James. Yeah. The 17-year-old uh, kid. He's a kid making yeah. his debut last night against Bristol City as he came on to replace. Did he, he replaced Jordan Graham, actually. He did. It was a Jordan Big for a fill. Jordan. Big shoes to fill. Uh, he looked comfortable, didn't have too much to do, came on quite late on, but uh, 17 years old. Yeah, of course, it's well documented that we've got Job Bellingham, who's 15 years old, uh, been linked to British Dortmund already, of course. Mm. Um, you know, the, the we talk about to Heath Chong's injury, which we'll talk about very, very shortly. Mm. Um, some of the youth players coming through, such as Jordan James, it, it's it's it gives you it gives you a good amount of hope, you know. If there is an injury, like there has been with Maxime Collan or something, you know, we've got enough back up there where we can still rotate the team enough to to be competitive. You feel, you know, Castillo was on the bench as well for the first time in a while as well, and uh, and of course we've got the man himself, Chuck Zaneke, on the bench. Oh, um, what a man! What a player! <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love we love Chucks. He didn't come on though. Which I'm no. About. No. Um, 
on that Anything. note, though, we should we should talk about uh, the subs. Um, obviously, uh, Dion Sanderson went off um, during yep. half time with the suspension. On came the man himself. Yeah, and Harley Dean uh, came back into uh, into the. Look comfortable, by the way. Yeah, I thought he actually had a, a, a decent half to come back in after not playing for a few games. Uh, we kept the clean sheet. Um, yeah, he, he seemed to slot back in. An eighth clean sheet for Matthias Sarkic. That's really, really promising 16, stuff, isn't it? In 16 games, an eighth clean sheet. That's yeah. uh, incredible. It is just incredible. Um, the man on loan from Wolves, I'm just saying, I'm saying it right now. Of all the players we've got in on loan, of course, we had Tahith Chong. Mm. Riley McGree is in on loan, of course. The one I, Dion Sanderson as well, but the one yeah. I look at the most and I think I want to sign permanently, it's Matthias Sarkic. Yeah. For me, it has to I, be. I, I mean, I'm a, goal, I'm a goalkeeper, so I'm going to, uh, I'm a little bit biased maybe towards them, but it's, no, I, it's, think, I think if you have to pick one, um, I, I mean, pick Matthias Sarkic. We can, we can talk about Chong all, all day and how, how he's amazing. Back, so he's, he, he's, he's, he won't play for Birmingham again now, will he? No, I think he's, he's gone back well. to Manchester United for, yeah, it depends recovery, on but the whole, when you go back to, when you go back after a loan, um, you don't so that's like the loan's terminated now mm, all right. we could maybe try and loan him in again in January if, if he's recovered mm, yeah but um, it looks like it's quite a lengthy injury that he picked up yeah. in training at Westfields yeah, yeah. Um, which is a oh, shame yeah. I think we will miss him at times but if, if if there was a performance ever to kind of gloss over the fact that he's gone this was it yeah um, right well, so just emphasises why we need to figure out how to get McGree don't yeah. we? we need to figure oh, out yeah. to do a more permanent deal for him. It's this difficult situation where to he's... at least the end of the season, right? Yeah, yeah. At least we need to go to what is it? This, this team FC. America, shot this franchise. We need to go to him and just say, look, we need him for the rest of the season. We'll pay you a loan fee, of course we will. And then at the end of the season, we'll then evaluate because he looks happy. Why would he want to go to to this MLS franchise to a standard that is, as he's showing, way below his level? Mm. He should be, because Riley McGree on his day, he could be playing for the top sides in the championship, pushing for the Premier League. I really believe that. Mm. He's a full Australian international, quite important to their setup uh, for the Socceroos. It's uh, it's bewildering sometimes that he'd want to go and play for Charlotte FC. I can't see that he would want to. Yeah, yeah, it's it's there's it, got to be. I don't think it would be a hugely. It depends on the nature of the deal, of course. But I don't think it would be a hugely expensive. We're talking about mm-hmm. being a bit more realistic and who we who we might actually be able to sign. Chong Chong is going to be way too expensive. That you can forget that. Sa- Dion Sanderson is too young and too good. I think probably the same for Sarkic. I think Wolves will probably look at those two and 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 see them as part of their future setup. Whereas McGree, this brand new franchise that's only just begun hasn't hasn't had a season yet um i i just think that he, that he looks like the most realistic of the signings and it very much will come down to the whatever clauses whatever t's and c's are in these contracts and these deals that have been signed i i think we've got to have a look at them and find a way craig gardner has got to find more. a way to get mcgree at least as you say until the summer if not try to get a, a more permanent deal done but it's, that would be top of my list, especially now we don't have Chong. We need those little attacking midfielders that can get in, in between the lines and pick those balls up from Deeney and, and make stuff happen. I couldn't agree more. And I think what we should do, maybe, uh, after... Because on the weekend, obviously, on Sunday or Monday, we'll record the episode post the... Uh, who have we got coming up? Uh, we're playing Reading, aren't we? Yeah, yeah after the Reading game. Reading. That's right. So we'll do the episode after the Reading game. Uh, but then after that, of course, it's an international break again. Mm. Um, so in that we'll probably do at least one episode um, maybe two depending on what kind of content we can churn out um, 
I think maybe one of them it might be it might be useful if we both go off separately and have a look at some rumours, have a look at some players that uh, even if there's no rumours, just players that we like the look on. On a FIFA career, I've signed FIFA career, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I did start a club, didn't I? On your on, was I don't know if you've heard of this player, but uh, Mbappe, he's joining Birmingham. Have you heard of this? There's this really good, uh, good fullback. His name's Shao Cancelo. He's um, <laughs> an amazing player. I think we should try and sign him. I'll I think him on really FIFA. <laughs> I um, I did make a club on your FIFA, didn't I? At yours when I came you up did. a few you weeks did. ago, and uh, on that on FIFA 22 to create a club thing, and uh, my team is is absolutely ridiculous. Did you, uh, a billion pounds of oh yeah I started with a, with an extra billion pounds and I just so signed, like, I signed like Donnarumma and Teo Hernandez I think I signed Jao Cancelo um, and Didi I think I signed and Didi I think I signed uh, <laughs> who else did I, who else did I bring just, oh just Sane a, I bought Sane and Son Donnarumma uh, Donnarumma yeah I said Donnarumma um, <laughs> I bought a Deli Alley but I'm already trying to sell him um, I haven't even played a game yet trying to sell Deli Alley <laughs> Just to take the mitt, you just bought a player that you don't even need. Yeah, very much. Just like uh, 50 mil, whatever. I, I way overpaid for Delhi Alley, by the way. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to actual football. Um, but I think that could be a good thing if we try and do maybe like a little transfer episode with the January window only, you know, not that far away. And by the time we do the episode, it'll only be, you know, five weeks away. It might the kind of time where you start looking at the kind of players to that you want to bring into. Strengthen your squad towards the end of the season. Yeah. So a quick look at the running game. We're not going to, well, let's do Southern Tinkers, then we'll look at the running game. Yeah. Um, but it will only be a quick look at the running game. Yeah. Um, so one star, one stinker. You 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 go first with both. Oh, you want me to do both? You uh, both. Okay. Star for me, I'm going to give it to Big Troy Deeney. I felt, because he got the two assists, but I, but I just felt all night, he's, now that he's really back fully fit and fighting um, as we know he can. And leading from the front with a captain's armband on, I just think he's found an extra dimension. He's, he's got this extra nous and guile about the way he plays up top. These clever little things he does for, to, to to harass defenders and pull them out of position, and these little the little flicks and the little layoffs. He's, he's a very very clever footballer, and we know he's he's slightly older. He doesn't have the same mobility that he perhaps used to, but he's still got that physicality and he's he's got that cleverness and a deftness to his movement. Um, that I think is going to be such a weapon for us. There's a lot of sides in the championship that don't have a forward that has that extra intelligence. And I think the more we can lean on that and the more that Hogan and his movement can, can benefit from that, it's, it, they're going to be a quite, a quite a partnership, I think. So for me, start Troy, D, Troy Dini. I think, okay. the Troy, I think the Troy Dini, just, I want to quickly touch on Troy Dini quickly. Um, so first of all, is that your, uh, just, is that kind of thinking back to when we interviewed Tommy Mooney? Yeah. Is that the Troy Deeney effect that he was talking about finally showing dividends? I think it probably is because I know that he he talked about Troy's uh, Troy joining the club and 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 to be fair to Tommy, he also said that you know he hasn't played a lot of football. Troy, he's going to need some time to to bed in. I think a lot of the fans, myself included, being quite impatient, were expecting him to hit the ground running and to have an instant Absolutely, impact. Yeah. Absolutely, um, but I, I think Tommy was right. You know, he needed a bit of time, and we are seeing that now. That, that it's almost—it's almost like that ex-professional footballer knows what he's talking about. <laughs> knows how football works. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry yeah, that so we that... ever doubted you, Tommy. No, um, no, he was right. But, um, he was right. Uh, so, in, in terms of the match intelligence, I think there's only—I can only think of two players in the championship uh, who are strikers that have that intelligence, in my yeah. opinion, mm-hmm. like at the same level of Troy Deeney. 
uh, or or better. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Uh, well, presumably Mitrovic is one. Mitrovic is Mitrovic is one. The other one is a different kind of player, so it's not mm-hmm. like a Charlie Austin or anyone like that. Uh... I don't think Charlie Austin has. <laughs> Uh, is it Sam Baldock? Sam Baldock. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea. No it's idea. Uh, it's it, I think it's Ben Brereton Diaz. I think oh, of course, brain. of course, the Chilean prince. The Chilean, yeah. The 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 we're bringing him in in January. <laughs> God, could you imagine how expensive that would be? <laughs> we'd be it would, we're talking like we're talking multi million pounds here. We're talking. We'd have to just sell half the ground, like that ground part of the ground. Half would just remain. <laughs> that would just remain. We'd have to cancel all works. It's gone. We'd have to get rid we, of it. We, I think we'd have to sell the ground and sell, sell our souls, stadium. and it would be worth it. No, it wouldn't. No. Maybe I don't know. He's a pretty good player, but um, that's that's who I think. So who's your stinker? It's difficult to, to pick a stinker. You when can say it, so well. We can we you can skip a stinker if you really want. To. I, I think you know just looking at match ratings. I know that Sunich Sunich did a really good job of marking. Uh, Vyman out of the game, and Vyman's probably Bristol's one of his one of their more dangerous players. So you you could, I was looking at him, but not really. Sunich had such a good game. Um, oh man, uh, <laughs> it's almost impossible to pick. A well, then one, skip it. You can skip it if you want. I feel bad if I. St- I'm going to go for. Don't say Shocks and Eke, I'll murder you. I'm going to go for uh, Lukas Jukovic. Juki. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because he came on and just had to run around for twenty minutes. We didn't have, we didn't have to do anything really, did he? Fair play, um, fair play. But that's for that's me, like, that's that's uh, calling it stinkers harsh. It's more. Just it is like, very harsh. It's just it's the name. He was just there. He was just there. It was just a thing. It was just a thing. So uh, my star, there's a see. There's there's a few that you could easily go for, right? Jordan Graham, again, as as we mentioned earlier, I think George Friend deserves another yeah, massive definitely. shout out. He has been. He's been an imperious force mm. since uh, cementing himself in the team. Um, but my start, maybe it's cheating a bit. Uh, I'm giving it to Jordan James. Just Jordan James. It, Come just on, I'm making his debut. <laughs> and well, you and your sentimentality. Okay, my start. Okay, no, okay. Yeah, you, can, my, you can pick him. No, 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 no. You're making me. You're making me feel bad now. I tried to be nice to you, Jordan. And look at that. Look, one day we're going to interview and I'm going to remind him of this moment. I'm going to show him it. <laughs> Come on. I hate you. Come He's going to get you sacked. <laughs> when he's club captain in, a few, in, in, in six years' time. <laughs> no, okay, okay, my star, okay, okay. My star's Harley Dean for coming on and being very comfortable and, and, and having the armband. And because, you know, we've talked about him negatively a few times over the last few weeks and he looked very good. Came and kept hold of the, the nil-nil, came on at when it was what, only 1-0 and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and we won the game 3-0. I think he was very comfortable. My stinker, again, it's, it is very, very, very harsh, but I'm going to give it to Dion Sanderson for this game. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> and, uh, he was great in the first half, but coming off at halftime is the only... like I can't ignore it. So... Mm. He was good. He's a great player, and he came off for injury, but that's the reason I'm giving him stinker. It shows you how high the, the team is performing, though the level that they're performing. At. Just, we're struggling. Oh, we're struggling just. to find an individual just to say, "Well, this wasn't great. That wasn't great." Which we is which is only a positive thing, isn't it? Absolutely, it is. Absolutely, it is. And uh, and with that, let's very very quickly because we're we're very short on time. Um, we're not going to preview the game. I've just decided the running okay. game. We're gonna we'll we'll very. We'll very, very quickly just give maybe like a one minute thoughts on 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 who you think might play with the injuries and stuff. 
and uh, and what you think the score will be. So I think that the back three will probably be Dean Pedersen and George Friend. I, I don't mm-hmm. think Dean Sanderson will play straight away. Um, and other than that, I think the team will probably say the same. Uh, score prediction. I well on the lineup, I, I agree with you. I think it will remain the same. Apart from it depends on the, the severity of Dion Sanderson's hip and the knock he took to his he bashed his hip or something. Didn't he? I think he's okay. I, I think, think he's, he's okay, but it might on, it might be on, on Instagram he, afterwards. He 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 was on there and he po- he actually made a post where he said he was gutted to have come off at half time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, the way I read that was he felt he could have stayed on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then again, another way to read that could be he's gutted to have had to have come off. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, of course, it's, it's just it's it's one of those where we hopefully we'll get an update in the next day or two before the we'll um, before the weekend we'll the weekend game. I'm sure Bowyer Lee Bowyer will be asked about it. Um, if he's missed a, a day of training when you've only got a few days to prepare the yeah. team for another game, it might so be. What, he, so, he on, so so I, I think you are right when you talk about Dean coming back in, especially because he had that solid second half under his belt. I think it will be Dean Roberts uh, and friend. Uh, at the back, maybe, and then yeah, the, the lineup will remain the same. But yeah, look in terms of a quick score prediction before we wrap up. Looking at form, the form of Reading, they've they've lost the last four games. Blues are unbeaten in their last four, three wins and a draw. So Reading are going to win. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the punchline. Yeah, um, no, I think I think we'll beat Reading. I think we're in good form. Uh, I I think we're only going in in one direction as things stand. Um, barring any massive injuries or, or shake-ups. I think before the international break, you know, the, the lads will want to put it all out there and then they can have a few days off, unless they're travelling, of course. I'm sure Riley McGreen might be travelling. Riley McGreen will probably be travelling. Bloody hell, imagine all that travel. Mat- um, Matthias Sarkic will be travelling as well. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with the Blues win, 2-0. I think Jordan Graham's going to get a call-up to England as well at this rate. Mate, get him in there. Forget about him. Mate, I'd right back. Arm. I'd have him over Trent and Reese James. <laughs> Get that big, beautiful, bald head in there. <laughs> How old is Jordan Graham? Is he like 27 or 28? I thought, because for some reason, I just thought it was like 23 or something. But then I looked at him. I, when, I, when I saw him, I was like, he's not 23. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love you, Jordan. That big bald head of yours. I've got a bald <laughs> head now. Um, score prediction. I, I'm not confident. Oh, come on, Joe. We're um, doing role reversal now. I <laughs> know. This is bizarre. So, wait, what did you say the score would be? 2-0 to Blue. 2-0. You think it'll be another clean sheet for Sarkic? I think we will draw the game 1-1. Wow. Wow. I I'm, the, I'm the person that normally predicts all the draws. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. One thing I, I will say is that I, I, it's just that point where and I think all Birmingham fans will know it now. We're just kind of waiting for that bad performance again, um, and 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 I I don't think it will be a bad performance. I just think the result will I think the re- the result will reflect an even game, and I think it will be one all. Um, and I think it'll be quite cagey. Anyway, who knows? I I, I hope and my heart says we'll win seven nil, nine nil actually, nine nil. Nine nil be lovely. Lovely. It'll be it'll be it'll be you know. Good day at the office, I think. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, shall we wrap up? I've, I'm going to grab some lunch, I think. Yep, I'm I've got to go um, and get back to work. But uh, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Uh, remember to follow us on our socials at Royal Blue Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we also take emails, which I believe is at royalbluepodcast at gmail.com. 
That's, That's right. correct. Look at me. I remembered. <laughs> you get um, professional, mate. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back with another episode where we're actually we're seeing each other weekend, aren't we, Joe? We're we are. We're going to a gig in, in London and stuff. We're going to hang out. But uh, yeah, yeah we'll, as, just a pre-warning, we're going to a gig on the Saturday, so we're not really going to see any of the football. No. Uh, so, so the episode on, which we'll do probably on, I'd imagine we'll try and do it on Sunday, maybe Monday. Um, yeah, something like that. We'll, uh, we'll have to... Uh, you know, <laughs> we won't have many notes on it. It will kind of just no. be off the cuff a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we've done off the cuff episodes before and it's come off okay. We have. We've done numerous of, of those and we I think have. they go okay. You probably can't tell too much of a difference. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon the off the cuff ones, they probably sound better because they're just kind of more flowing. Yeah, yeah they're a bit more honest, a bit less sort of, uh, a bit more relaxed, shall Yeah, we? a bit more chill. A bit more chill. Yeah, yeah. A bit anyway, more so with that, follow us on social media, as Alex said. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. Keep right on. Keep right on, guys. See you next time.